Oh, come, let us worship the Lord. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. Enter not into judgment with your servant. For the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sick in darkness that goes long back. Therefore my spirit faints within me. I remember the days of old. I ponder the work of your hands. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Hide not your face from me. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. Make me know the way I should go. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. Teach me to do your will. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. Amen. We may sit for the hymn. concerns the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 11, beginning at verse 1. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. 
From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you've read the opening chapters of Genesis, you will remember that God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. And the word breath in Hebrew, ruach, is the same word for spirit and for wind. It says, God breathed into Adam the breath of life and he became a living soul. Adam's spirit, Adam's breath is directly from God himself. And therefore Adam had the potential to live forever. But he sinned. And so it says in Genesis chapter 6 verse 3, My spirit shall not abide in man forever. For he is flesh, he shall have yet a hundred and twenty years. You see, our flesh, weakened by sin, cannot bear the Spirit of God. Death is decreed because of sin. Sin drives out the Spirit. That's why the wages or consequences of sin is death. And the Spirit, the breath of God, is the source and cause of life. Our condition is that our flesh, weakened by sin, cannot bear God's Spirit. The gift of God's Spirit would destroy us in our sinful flesh. But in the sinless Christ, the Spirit is returned to mankind. Jesus, the shoot or offspring of Jesse, was the one man who could receive the Spirit. As I've said, sin drives out God's Spirit. We are like damp firewood. If you, how many of you have got uh, fireplaces at home and you got to put those logs in there? If you have real firewood, you've probably had this experience. You, you light the thing and it burns for a little bit and then it goes out because the wood isn't cured. There's too much moisture in there. It's too cold and the flame may start, but it burns out. That's what humanity is like. There's a spark of the divine in each one of us. And for a moment we may be on fire for what's right, for justice, for God. But our coldness, our sinful deadness overcomes it. We sometimes talk about sin as playing with fire. It's really playing with a wet blanket that quenches the Spirit of God in us. And sin 
deliberate sin drives out the Spirit of God. St. Paul warns about this. He says that sins of the flesh are particularly dangerous. If you steal someone's money, you might be able to give the money back and, and apologize and reclaim your relationship. But if you sin sexually, you're not the same thereafter and your relationship is not the same. In the same way, the use of drugs, things that affect our flesh, these affect our minds and the gifts of the Spirit, if you look at them, Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, fear of the Lord. These are all gifts of the mind, the gifts of truth. And truth does not coexist with drunkenness or getting high or being letting hormones control your thinking and decisions. That's why sins of the flesh are particularly dangerous. We don't think straight with those sins. To sum it up, sin makes you stupid. But Jesus was sinless and received the Spirit. He received the Holy Spirit at his conception, for he was conceived of the Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was Christ from the beginning. But then he received the Spirit publicly at his baptism when the Spirit came down in the form of the dove and he was proclaimed the Lord's Christ or Messiah. Now the word Christ, you may know, means the anointed one. And in the Old Testament, prophets, priests, and kings were anointed with oil to show that they had received the Spirit of God. And Jesus is the Christ because instead of being anointed with oil, he is anointed directly with the Spirit. That's what makes him the Messiah, the Christ. And by the Spirit, truth was unleashed in the world. As we've mentioned, the gifts of the Spirit are gifts of the mind, gifts of truth, gifts of rationality. Christ was prophet to Israel, speaking the truth, correcting the Pharisees, confronting the Sadducees, calling out the scribes who buried God's truth beneath layers of tradition and human authority. He taught as one with authority, the scripture says. And like anyone who tells the truth too often, he was crucified for it. But his prophetic ministry did not end there. For after he rose from the dead, he appointed twelve to lead his church, his believers and followers into proclaiming his truth to all the nations. In fact, the church is Christ to the nations. And Christ's prophetic ministry continues today in the work of his church as we proclaim Christ as Lord and the kingdom of God in his name. And by the Spirit, righteousness and life were unleashed in the world. For Christ's ministry exhibited the righteousness of God. Remember all those stories about sinners and sick people coming to him. When he was groped by a sick person, he was not made sick, but rather power went from him to cure the sick. When he was touched by those who were unclean, he was not made unclean, rather power went from him to make the guilty clean. And that same power is given to you, his followers. When someone 
does evil to you, you have the power to return good. If you surrender yourself to God's Spirit, you will be able to return healing for injury. That's why the Church of God is an instrument of peace in our lives and among the nations. And Christ gives the Spirit for righteousness and eternal life to those who are joined to Him. Baptism is crucial. For St. Paul writes, you who have been baptized have been baptized into his death so that even as Christ is raised from the dead, we too may walk in newness of life. Baptism joins us to Christ and we thereby receive his spirit. In Holy Communion, we receive the very flesh that was put to death for us. It becomes part of us, sustaining us by God's Holy Spirit. Communion joins us to Christ. And in hearing the word as we do today, we are joined to Christ. For he has promised where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. You who are joined to Christ are members of his body. You have a share in the eternal life because you have received God's Holy Spirit through your connection to Christ. That passage that talks about God's Spirit being taken away came just before the flood. And in the flood, God wiped out all the sinners to try a new start with Noah and his family. And if you've read those opening chapters of Genesis, you know it's a depressing story. Because after Noah's family survived and they get the promise of the rainbow, you know the very next chapter Noah plants a vineyard, drinks wine, gets drunk, and ends up cursing members of his family. So the attempt to have a new start by wiping out the sinners didn't work. But the coming of Christ restores life through the gift of righteousness to humankind. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. The advent of the Son of God who gives us the spirit for righteousness and eternal life. May this gift be yours now and ever. Amen. Let us stand for the Benedictus, the song of Zechariah. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. And has raised up a horn of salvation for us. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old. To show the mercy promised to our fathers. The oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies and you child shall be called the prophet of the most high to give knowledge of salvation to his people because of the tender mercy of our God to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
What is the second petition to the Lord's Prayer? What does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. How does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word and lead godly lives here in time and there Let us pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, we give thanks and praise to you that you did not leave us to die in our sins, but have sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to be Messiah and Lord. Help us to be faithful, joining to him through word and sacrament throughout our days. Keep us from the sin that would drive away your Holy Spirit. Grant that we may be vessels fit for your use in this world to receive glory in the world hereafter. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the same Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen. Come.